Ja on rekord kiri. Thank you, Tzidi. Why should I thank you? You've thrown a lot of assegais. You must always be. No, 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 no. You, you, you are being unfair because what accountability, Tidi? You arrested me. I came to court. That's accountability. I came to court. We're not here to build a, a youth league of Cyril Ramaphosa. You know, we are here to build a youth league of the ANC. And that means that we are going to work with everyone. Hello and welcome to Politricking with CD Madia. My name is CD Madia. This is episode 8 of season 1 of a politics podcast brought to you by Eyewitness News. Coming to you fresh from Nazrek in Soweto, where the governing party, the ANC, held its national policy conference, the sixth one, if I remember very well. There, they deliberated over some of their policies. They reviewed the policies that have been in place over the past five years and made plans towards the future. At this conference, and I think maybe people say media was disappointed. This is not my five cents worth of my five cents reading of the conference. They say media was disappointed. We wanted an all-out war. We said it set the tone for December. I think this conference was incredibly well-managed. Too well-managed, actually. And I think that's a problematic thing. I read the conference as a calm before the storm. I'm waiting for the ANC to prove me wrong. I don't think I'll be proven wrong. But they made all sorts of proposals about what the party needs to think about in December and where it needs to go. Yes, that contentious step aside rule the step aside resolution of 2017 did find its way at this conference but it wasn't the big battle that big provinces like KwaZulu Natal and Limpopo kind of wanted it to be it was watered down so it goes back to that thing that I was saying that this conference was very well managed um one wonders what would happen in December what will happen in December considering how well managed this conference was people argued that branch delegates did not make the core of this conference we do know that the ANC said it was a scaled down conference they used the excuse of coming out of covid it's the first time this party gathers at this level since they had covid remember they missed out on a national general council because of covid some people try to sneak in an ngc it didn't work it, w- it wasn't Ever, ever, ever going to work. Every time people told me that, I was like, yeah, if you read your constitution, it doesn't necessarily allow for any of those things. Anyway, so we're out of Nazrek. People are now looking towards December and what will happen with the governing party there. This week, I speak to ANC Youth League Task Team convener, Nongaeba Mutlawuli. Her name tends to trip me up. It's a miracle I said it correctly there. Nongaiba shares her thoughts on leadership, the fact that she's availed herself to become president of the Youth League if they have a conference. She believes they'll have a conference this year. I completely disagree. I don't think they'll get the funds nor support in order to see it through. So they've submitted a budget to the ANC, so we'll see. But if it does go ahead, she's put her hand up. And so have many other women in the ANC Youth League, which I think is actually kind of kind of impressive. She also shares her thoughts on what needs to happen in December. A lot of people think Nongleba's drank <laughs> the CR Forces Kool-Aid. And her answer is quite interesting because she says otherwise. Take a listen. 
so we're coming out of the ANC's sixth national policy conference where the party deliberated and reviewed its policies and kind of made plans for the next five years. While I was at that conference, I thought there's a voice we need to hear from. There's always the youth voice. You heard multiple leaders speaking to Eyewitness News saying, young people must come to the fore. There are young women, and I think no matter what happens, if the ANC Youth League manages to have a conference, whoever emerges as Victor there will be a woman. That's what I understand. And at this point in time, there is a woman, two women actually, in charge of the league, right? It's Joy. Yeah. And this lady who's about to join me now, Nongayabam Mhlawuli, who is also the spokesperson of the minister and the presidency. That's your government role. But you are convener of the Youth League, Ooh. Yeah, her name is a tongue-tie. <laughs> no, no, but thank you so much for joining me. Um, your your takeaway from conference, the youth league didn't get everything it wanted. Yeah, but I think something, some concessions came your way, and it's nice to hear leaders saying younger people must rise, yeah. young people must be in the top six of the ANC. What was your takeaway? So as the Youth League, um, we went into the policy conference um, together with other youth formations who form part of the Mass Democratic Movement, which is the Progressive Youth Alliance, which consists of the Youth League, uh, SASCO, the Young Communist League, COSAS, and, and other formations as well, the Young Women's Desk, etc. And we had compiled um, a document um, of views that we were depositing into the policy conference as young people. Um, and we advocated successfully for most of the things, uh, and I'll make a few examples just now. So our, our takeaway from the policy conference is that, look, we think that it was a huge success insofar as ANC politics are concerned. Um, we are quite happy that it was a smooth policy conference. There was a lot of anticipation of, you know, the ANC Many coming groups, out of... Actually. Sorry? Anticipation of Manglumus that will Yeah, I know. People thought we would be, you know, throwing chairs at each other. <laughs> yeah, mang- like I said, Manglumus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it didn't happen. And I think that the ANC is coming out of the policy conference quite coherent um, in terms of what must happen going into the December conference. We are particularly happy about the fact that, you know, we went into the conference saying that we demand that 40% of young people form part, form part of structures of the ANC. Um, a, 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 a similar pronouncement was made by the president in his opening, as well as his closing address as well, stating that, you know, we need a new cohort of young people that will take up leadership positions in the ANC. In fact, he used the word refurbishment. Um, and um, we, we pushed the 40% um, uh, quota representation. It was not in the document when it was um, reported back to, to plenary. Um, it was not in the resolutions that were put forward, uh, mm-hmm. but we did do that submission in plenary to say that there seems to be a convenient, uh, convenient uh, absence of of that particular clause. You would know that in twenty in twenty seventeen, what was written in the resolutions was between twenty five and forty percent, yes, and what yes. we are saying is that we don't want the between twenty five and forty. We want forty and upwards. Um, we are also quite happy around the resolutions around women representation, uh, something that we were pushing for as well as as young people, young women in particular, to say that you must at least have fifty percent of women representation in all structures 
structures in all forms. Uh, currently, you know, the constitution speaks about an executive structure, but doesn't speak about the top six, for an example, mm. um, which is why you would see a situation whereby, uh, you know, five men get elected and then we are one woman. I mean, the top six right now with the passing of the DS, she doesn't have a woman. Doesn't have a woman, but Precisely. the guidelines towards election kind of does state that at least three positions let yes. those be women. Yes. So it does move in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Nangaba, talk to me about trying to pull together the, the machine that yeah. is the Youth League of the ANC. Yeah. Once revered, once was a massive voice in the ANC. Um, it fell apart. At some point, ANC leaders said it was working as henchmen for particular leaders during the Zuma era. Now, as we speak, you're a convener with this task of trying to put together mm. this machinery that's fallen apart. What is that task like? Um, trying to get young people in the ANC to remember that maybe we should own our politics and influence as a block yeah. the politics of the ANC. It's been a very difficult task, I'm not going to lie. Um, we came in um, as a task team appointed by a very divided ANC-NEC. Um, and, 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 and if I were just to be quite frank and, you know, and candid, we, we came in and, um, because of, you know, how we were appointed, you know, so sort of like you could very, from the first meeting, you could see, um, you know, different groupings aligning themselves based on what would have been, you know, uh, an, 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 an outlook of, of the ANC, NEC and, and how people were appointed and who was aligned to who, et cetera, mm. et cetera. We've tried to, and it is a continuous, I mean, it's trial and error. Leadership is trial and error, I believe. Um, rebuilding an organization, I believe, is it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a process. Um, and we've done a considerable amount of work in the last uh, 14 to 15 months. This task team, TD, has done more work in a shorter space of time than any of the previous task teams have done. We have so far um, launched one province successfully, which is the Northern Cape. Um, we have launched uh, at least 30 odd regions around the country. In fact, just this week alone, there'll be another three additional regions that will be sitting there, regional conferences, um, a few provinces um, as well from uh, next week and going into August are planning to have their provincial conferences. Um, we've been informed that Mpumalanga is almost ready to go. Um, the Northwest is also working towards a provincial conference and we're looking at other provinces as well that, that have indicated their readiness to set their provincial conferences. So by the end of August, we would have at least set at least another three or four additional provincial conferences. Um, and as I've been saying, look, there have been teething problems, but um, we've done a considerable amount of work um, and it's show, it shows with, you know, just the structures that we've launched, the fact that we, I mean, we went into policy conference, so many people came to us and said, oh my God, you guys are so coherent. You know, you guys, it shows that you guys prepared, you know, in terms of our inputs and commissions. Um, our, our hard work is, is, is really, um, it's really paying off. And I think the outcomes just of our demands as the PYA having gone into policy conference and, and what we got out of it is testament to the fact that there is work being done mm. and that there is progress and that we are going to into, into a, a good direction. Can the Youth League return to its former glory? That's a question many people have decided to already give an answer to saying it can't go back yeah. to what it was once upon a time. Um, I imagine your work is not in vain. Yeah. What are your thoughts about the end goal? First of all, do you even see the NC giving you the money to actually go to conference? That's actually <laughs> one of my big questions. Because this conference conversation happens every year and every year there's no conference. Do you even see it sitting? It, de it definitely will sit. 
um when? we want we don't have a, a date yet we we've, we've in the past had uh, other date we've had dates before that we had mm. that we had scheduled our initial date was march and then we then you revised that to April, to 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 may um we now looking at having it definitely before the end of the year um this year yeah in these 90 days how tidy yeah, yes you know what i mean about the youth week <laughs> <laughs> it's like this weird enigma that they keep dangling this weird carrot uh, uh, i'd love for it to come back after it sits <laughs> and i know it's definitely not this year we but Our you see it turning to its former glory uh, uh, we have every intention to ensure that the youth league conference sits this year and we are working very hard to, to that. Uh, we've uh, submitted a budget to the ANC, which is really a very mean, lean budget, because we really understand that we, we had to, you know, cut out all the frills and uh, just have, you know, the basics. Um, the ANC has committed to to assisting us with, with the money, um, and we will be getting updates on those. Um, we, we believe, TD, that even right now, you know, even if you look at, to answer the second part of your question, and whether the youth league will get back to its former glory, um, we believe that even in our current state, um, which is a task team, you know, even in our current state as the youth league, the youth league is still one of the most formidable youth voices in the country, even in our current state, you know, um, and we believe that we can only do better from where we are right now with all of our, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, challenges around the rebuilding process and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we've we've successfully advocated for, just in terms of the ANC's renewal project, you know, we've successfully ad um, advocated for an ANC that will treat renewal as, you know, something that will start with its membership and how its membership is, you know, the makeup of membership, the makeup of branches. And those, those, are, those are injections of, you know, work that we've done over time as the youth league to ensure that we advocate for a true renewal of the ANC. So I definitely believe that beyond going, um, you know, uh, back to its former glory, I think that we are on a path of reshaping the politics of the ANC um, and and positively influencing the politics of the country. Um, the, the landscape in the country is changing. It's very different from what it was in 2012. A young person in 2022 sounds, acts and thinks very differently from a young person in 2012. And I believe that that's the kind of organization we are, we are trying to build. We're not trying to build an organization based on nostalgia of the past, but an organization that is going to respond to the current condition of young people, that is going to be relevant to a young person today um, and not try to emulate what would have happened in the past and what we would have thought, uh, basically based on the nostalgia of the past. We're trying to build a new progressive youth movement um, that the ANC Youth League will be the leader of in ensuring that we champion the interest of young of young people in a progressive, constructive way to build the futures of Africa. The attempts to disband, because every now and again we hear about attempts to disband. Um, what is that about? What is your reading of that conversation about? When it reaches media, it's obviously to agitate for something. What do you think that is? Do you even know about them? Your face looks like you have no idea what I'm talking no, about. No, no, I know what you're talking about. It's, it's a very mischievous conversation. Uh, it's, a, it's a very, very mischievous one. And I think, look, there are a lot of people that don't like the progress that we are making. Remember when we came in and I was part of a grouping that would have been former disbandists, you know, um, with the previous NECs and, and, mm, and the task mm. teams and things like that. And I think that when we came into office today, a lot of people said that, ah, these ones are not going to do it. They're not going to do it. They're going to be another failed task team. You know, there were a lot of... Uh, 
you know, negative things that were said about us. And people just didn't believe that two women would be able to to get to the point that that we are at right now. And now that they've seen that there's actually real progress, you know, and that there's real work being done, um, there are a lot of people that are trying to plant seeds of disbandment. I mean, I was told that I'm agitating for disbandment. I'm like, guys, would I march for two yeah. years and want to be disbanded thereafter? But that you know? I'm glad you mentioned <laughs> No, you no, no, it's, it's, really, it's mischievous people. people. You're on, you're, so it's numbers mischievous. count in, in, in politics. No, it's mischievous. No, it's and the so argument is you're on the back foot, you're trying to get branches not launched, it's too late. No, the branch is not launched, but yeah. it's too late. And there's that conversation of they know that they won't make it because you are in a two horse race, from what I understand, with someone like I think Cesar Pilam Kiza, right? From I think there, no, there, there are a couple of people who who are who've who've availed themselves. So there yeah, are a couple. <laughs> there are a couple of people. There, you you spoke about a two horse race. I don't know who's the other horse. Tell me. Uh, I, I'm saying Cesar Pilam. That's what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that there's a couple of people who've put put up their hands saying that they're available to serve. Yeah. In your case, though, you've made it quite clear. I mean, I even referred to you as Madam President, because the one thing I am sensing is that the NC Youth League, if it does sit, I don't think it'll be this year, will deliver a female president. So one corner will deliver a female president. That's what I think the odds are. Am I mm. wrong in that reading? Look, I think that it will be very difficult to elect um, men um, after the era of the Youth League having been led by two women. Um, I don't see it happening. I think it would be extreme regression if we were to, after uh, two women led the process of, you know, taking the youth league to to to, to conference and you know rebuild the rebuilding process um, for the outcomes of that to be two men. I I don't see it happening, and I and I think that any prospects of that for me would would be complete regression. Um, as I've said, look, it's it's politics, and people go around saying a whole lot of things. I mean, the things that I hear about myself sometimes, I'm like, oh wow, guys. There's a lot. That's there, there's a lot. You. There's a lot. Um, you also picked as somebody who's seen as purely CR17 or CR22. <laughs> You're being pegged as somebody who is factionalist through and yeah. through. How does that affect your politics as Nongleba, particularly as Nongleba, who could possibly lead yeah. the youth league? And how does that hinder your chances, you think? I, I think for me, again, I think it's 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 completely disingenuous for people who say that. I mean, if you look at the people that, uh, the young people that, that support, that have shown support uh, for the cause, um, and that I have relations with, that I work with, we work with any and every person. Um, uh, you know, in fact, there, there was a there was a point in time where I was told that I'm flirting with RET, and I'm like, but what do you mean? Are we not all members of the ANC? <laughs> you know, um, you so know, you're not allowed to see or be me- or be meeting or seem to be meeting. You know, with anybody um, supposedly linked to that affection. That would have so, been hard so, because you were appointed by then, well, now suspended Secretary General Ace Makashule, who's part of supposedly RET, wouldn't it? So so that's the point that I'm trying to make. I think that for me, it's very disingenuous. At the end of the day, we are all members of the ANC um, and we are all members of the Youth League. Mm. And what we've made very clear um, that we are not going to build, and this is what I said from the onset, um, including to the president, that we're not here to build a, a Youth League of Cyril Ramaphosa. 
you know we are here to build a youth league of the ANC and that means that we are going to work with everyone you know we're going to work with everyone who wants to work with us we're going to try and extend the hand to you know i mean just yesterday for an example someone was saying yeah uh, when I, in in region x you know, you work with the wrong people i'm like what do you mean are they not young people what do you mean i'm working with the wrong people because as long as the young people are members of the youth league i'm their convener you know um so look uh, for me it's you know on this side they'll say that um you cr and then on the other side they say that you're working with rt and i'm like well if i'm accused on both sides then clearly i'm doing something right <laughs> So. Can I tell you politically so. that's my that's my mantra. I'm a people of opportunity for that and I'm okay with that. There's also smear campaigns are part and parcel of politics. Mm-hmm. So you need to help me understand how your name emerged in talks about Zamani Sol, the Northern Cape chairperson yeah. of the ANC, mm-hmm. and whether or not he has relations with young people. And somebody said that you were part and parcel of message and saying that yes, you've also had either an affair or relation, whatever it was. Oh god. With Zamani. <laughs> You're placed at the center of that. Can you just talk yeah. me through what First of all, what is it? Secondly, yeah. what was your sense of what was happening? Firstly, it was it wasn't the first time. This thing has been going on for at least about three to four years. Um, it's just it so happens that Komet Zamani is the latest ANC politician. I'm 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 accused of having an affair with. Over the years, there have been a lot of other names that have been thrown around. Um, and and it's 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 the same modus operandi. Uh, you know, they'll say. Um, okay, so in this instance, there were screenshots going around. There have been other screenshots before, mm. by the way, uh, with different people with different names. Um, and there will be screenshots going around of conversations um, between, well, the other person is not shown, but my name is there. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, I've always just said that, look, firstly, I don't have Facebook Messenger. I haven't had it in a very long time. Um, those are concocted screenshots that are attempting to paint a particular picture. Um, and I and the only reason I'm responding to you right now is because I think that it's something that um, has gotten to a point that maybe it has to be responded to. But I've always mm-hmm. just ignored it. Um, and I've ignored it because I believe that, you know, first and foremost, um, such things are, do not deserve the decency of a response. Sure. That's one. Sure. Such things don't deserve a decency of a response. Um, I'm not going to every day when I'm accused of sleeping with so-and-so go on Facebook and say it's a lie or whatever. I, I really don't think that um, that's, that's what you should be wasting your time that's, on. That's time, your time on. Precisely, that's what I should be wasting my time on. But I also just find it to be very regressive politics, you know, where instead of disagreeing with me in terms of my ideas, you're going to disagree with me based on men that I am supposedly associated with, whether it's politically or otherwise. I mean, I even find the assertion that um, I'm... I'm Ramaphosa's golden goal to be quite offensive, you know. And the reason I find it quite offensive is because you're actually basically saying is that as a young person who is a professional, I'm going to be judged on where I'm employed, you know. So essentially you're saying that... You can't own your politics. So I can't own my politics. I can't own my politics. Uh, That's one. Two, beyond not being able to own my politics, um, there's something wrong if I happen to be a professional in government and an activist at the same time. So I don't know how exactly I'm supposed to earn a living, but it's okay. Um, but so I just, I find it to be quite offensive, quite regressive. And, and it's quite unfortunate that we still think like that, uh, you know, in, in this day and age. My point is, if we disagree, let's disagree on content. Let's not make it personal. I've never attacked anyone uh, at a personal level. I've never gone on to having, you know, public slurs and, you know, uh, twas at a personal level and things like that. If we disagree, let's disagree based on 
content mm. and let's leave the pol- the personal things aside but anyway it's politics it's messy they've tried to throw money at me there's probably going to be more, more mud coming my way and i'm like as in sharp Especially it's, if it's your called. hand is up for president of the youth. <laughs> <laughs> That's what comes with the territory. Yeah. Um, I don't have the time. I'm very sad because I actually want to be able to pick and prod at why you're the right person to take the party forward, the party's youth league forward. Mm-hmm. Um, in five seconds, why Nongleba? I think that in every position that I've been elected or appointed to, I have always delivered on the task. Um, including the current the current role that I'm at. And I think that we can only build the youth league better um, and stronger um, once we do get to be elected as an as an executive structure. I think that my my track record um, you know speaks for itself in every other position that I've held. But more than anything I believe that the work that we've done to this point in time is testament to that fact. <laughs> non never the deliverer. Uh, yes, shots. I like that. I like Parting that. Shot. <laughs> Who should be next to Cyril Ramaphosa? I don't even know if you endorse Ramaphosa to return for a second term as non never Do you want to see him returning to the fold <laughs> as his golden girl, as he said? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to see Ramaphosa having a second bite as as leader of the NC? I, I think I, I'm going to answer this question in a way that you won't be impressed. I think that we need to discuss the issue of transition. I think that um, the history of our country and of the movement have taught us that we don't handle second terms well. Um, I'm worried about that. I'm worried that if he does come back, he won't finish his term. I'm worried about his age. He is turning 70 later this year. I'm worried about the fact that in between that, we are going to have a national election as well. So I'm, I'm worried about, for me, the management of the transition. And I think for me, that's a conversation that we need to have before we get to you know, second term or not, we need to discuss how do we manage and ensure that what happened with President Zuma and President Mbeki does not happen if we do say that he should come back. And that's my concern. I think that's a very valid point that you raise. But who should be his second in charge or the ANC second in command come December? It should be a younger person. Um, It should definitely be a, a younger person. Male or if- female? There's been a male and a female who've raised their hands, mm-hmm. and 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 when it's an and there's been a male and a female who are younger who have raised their hands. Um, in principle, we support both, uh, but if I am to choose between a girl and a boy, it's a girl for me. Okay, <laughs> it's a girl for me. Thank you so much. That's Nongeb. I'm Saudi speaking to. Eyewitness News is TD, my dear, about um, the NC Youth League, where it's going, most importantly, Nongleba's own politics in the league. Thank you so much, Nongleba. Thank you so much for having us today.